Hello, everyone, and welcome to the June 8th, 2007 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. Not to diminish RelevantMagazine.com's right. importance. It's very important. It's very important. <laughs> I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the editorial crew, as always. On her last month b- before maternity leave, we have the countdown, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello. Managing editor Adam Smith. I also am on my last month before maternity leave. <laughs> and web content producer Jesse Carey. Hello there. I have nothing to say about my maternity leave. <laughs> legally, legally, you could be on maternity leave. Paternity. Mm. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, legally, just not biologically. Right. I'm happy to announce Maya has been given $5 to go get an intern to get us Frosties. Oh, <laughs> very, very nice. <laughs> I wonder who the lucky intern is. I don't is. know. Oh, no. I told her to just find one. It, it doesn't even have to be one of our departmental interns. Yeah. No, Let's I, hope I it's not one of ours. I couldn't yeah. find any of yours. Good, good. Where are they? Well, they're probably they're very hiding. busy. I, I give them a bunch of stuff to do they're on doing the Doing interviews or, you know... Interesting. I stole, we, I stole one of looking, their chairs. Yeah, they're probably yeah, looking for a chair. Scouring yeah. the office they're looking for their chairs. They're having to build chairs. <laughs> um, we keep our interns busy doing very practical, important things. So they're probably puttering about doing interviews, writing stories, checking sources. They have no need for chairs. No. Yeah, exactly. They're chairs too busy for chairs. Down. It's like a yeah. newsroom. They're just yeah. walking around. Yeah. Scoop! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, and the, I'm telling you, with the, the high intensity of this environment, they smoke about a pack, pack and a half <laughs> yeah. a day. And they, never, they never have. Cigarettes. We have a room full of telephones, and like as soon as one rings, they pick it up. I got it. That's a scoop. And then they hang it up, and they run back and type something yeah. and answer another phone. And a lot pretty of much times, the whole day's like that. A lot of times they'll run up to Kara and be like, Chief, this just came in over the wire. <laughs> so in case anyone was wondering, particularly message forwarders, that's what it's really like. <laughs> like any cliched 1950s newsroom movie. Well, thankfully, our intern blog has been revived, and yeah. non-editorial interns are participating. I, I know. Really? It's fabulous. Do they have poor grammar and syntax? Well... Yeah, but the design looks really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, they're very well designed. <laughs> <laughs> they just post pictures. Yeah. On the and, one, and one of them is, like, marketing the heck out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to go to the intern blog all the time. Yeah. <laughs> if someone would just edit their copy. <laughs> Does uh, it matter on a blog? Uh, before we get into the entertainment releases, we have a bit of a sports update. Apparently, <laughs> we look a fool! A fool! Uh, so, basically, we're just going to do a Control-Z on the entire thing that we uh, talked about last week about Billy Donovan. Yeah. It, uh, we need to take back and undo. Okay, so, as a person who doesn't follow the sports page, what happened? He signed a contract with the Magic. They For $27 million. Twenty-seven and a half. Twenty-seven and a half million smackaroos signed a contract. They had a big press release Friday, uh, the day of yes, the last was, podcast. There was much excitement. Yes, mm-hmm. and then that afternoon he went up to the University of Florida to do a goodbye press conference for them as well, and stayed home over the weekend. Was going to start work on Monday with the Magic, so he was home in Gainesville over the weekend. Woke up Saturday morning, going crap. What did I do? And you're kidding. Changed his mind. <gasps> So, Jeremy Foley, the athletic director of the University of Florida, had flown up to Virginia to talk to their top candidate you know, for coaching because they wanted to get him in immediately. Wow. Lands at the airport, doesn't leave the airport because he got the call the second he landed <laughs> at 9.30 in the morning. 40 minutes later, he gets back on the plane and left. Never talked to Anthony Grant, Whoa. the candidate. Um, basically, the whole day, Saturday and Sunday, was spent. Um, on the phone, Billy, uh, the magic went up to his house to try and talk him out of it. He basically just said, my heart's still in Florida. I can't do it. This but was like a Britney Spears marriage. This? <laughs> <laughs> like 48 and, hours. And we yeah. were just as excited for Britney Spears. <laughs> yes. you know, And we're just as sad. Yeah. I am just flabbergasted. I am 
utterly nonplussed. So we're just going to move on now and uh, pick, you know, look forward, pick up the pieces. Yeah, I, w- I would like to say Jesse and I have done some independent research, and the domain name BillyDonovanSucks.com <laughs> is available. <laughs> really, it is. it is. And I want I want to use it to sell Billy Donovan branded flip flops. <laughs> one one the right foot the right foot will be a gator and the left foot will be a magic symbol and uh, waffle irons yeah waffle irons <laughs> oh well done guys i like it um okay so in entertainment releases in case you're you know so depressed you just have to get out of the house go see a movie um <laughs> Because I know so many, looking at the feedback and message board posts, so many of our readers felt our pain and yeah. didn't, didn't gloat at all. They were just very <laughs> sympathetic. For the Orlando tragic. <laughs> <laughs> as we've become known as a laughing stock. Mm-hmm. So we were the prettiest girl at the ball. Now no one's dancing with us. And you. now we're, Our coach we're, turned now we're back the sloppy into a drunk in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're the we're the, the girl that fell down that like tripped in you know, when she walked in and everyone's kinda pointing and laughing. No, it's like we and were sweaty. It's like yeah. we were the the kind of homely girl who got all dolled up and got named prom queen and then someone dumped a bucket of pig's blood on her head. Oh, wow. What is that? What kind of Carrie? Yeah. Has no one seen Carrie? Oh, Come no. on. What kind of prom did you go to? <laughs> a very disturbing one. Apparently. And John Travolta dumped a bucket of pig's blood. Before we uh, get into entertainment releases, I uh, want to give you a, a heads up on what's happening today in the podcast. Well, there's someone to guess our Frosty. <laughs> Somebody's going to get the Frosty right now. If you heard that clunk, 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 that's somebody driving over our head. Uh, we have a special guest today, Between the Trees, performing live. They came in. Last week, it was a great set. So. And do you know what they also happen to be this week? Featured video. Huh. How do you like that? That's called Synergy. They're the featured video of a relevant TV. I'm trying to think of a joke involving future forestry in between, in between the trees. The trees. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Will you be a part of the future forestry? <laughs> Glad Glad tree. tree today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming up next. Or that's coming up later. All right, so entertainment releases coming out. Movies coming out in theaters tonight. We got two of them. Uh, Surf's Up, the uh, you know animated one uh, about uh, penguins. So I've actually seen. I know. I know where everyone's over penguins, but I actually saw a really positive review from the about this. I, the one thing I like about the previews is the cinematography looks actually amazing yeah it's it's like a documentary yeah and it's cg with the wavy camera with uh, but the depth of field you know Mm -hmm. you notice the backgrounds like progressively blurry or like real cameras yeah it's really cool it is they they were saying this makes march or what was the dancing penguins happy feet Feet. Feet looks so overrated what they were saying happy feet they said this one is just so much of a better movie if you only see one movie about penguins this year, <laughs> make it March of the Penguins. <laughs> but if it's a but movie about penguins two. that's CGI, <laughs> make it surfs up. All right, so that's coming out. And also, Ocean's 13, starring a whole lot of people. I, I've, <laughs> I've watched literally Ocean's 11 and Ocean's 12 in the last two weeks getting ready for 13. Yeah. I, I didn't like 12. I, I know, Ocean's because of the whole bait and switch thing. Yeah. Didn't like the, uh, but 11 was great. Very entertaining. Yeah, it was. Oh, see, I thought 12 was entertaining, too. Yes, it was you know, not quite as uh, academic or intellectual as 11, but I, I really liked it, too. It's still a good time. I liked elements of it. A bad Ocean's 11 movie is still a great yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah. It, well, it felt like a bad episode of a good TV show. Yeah, exactly. It but even feel cinematic. I, I've heard. I've also heard good buzz about this one. I, I saw uh, amazing, amazing CGI. I yeah, <laughs> is great Julia surfing in scenes in the new one. No, she's not. She's yeah. been popping out some yeah. babies. Yeah, Catherine Zeta Jones isn't in either. Well, they've moved on. All right, so those are your two inter- uh, movies coming out. Coming out. Oh, I'm sorry. There's three. Hostel Part Two. Mm. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> if this is anywhere near as good as Bug, yeah. we're all in for a treat. All right, uh, album's coming out on Tuesday the twelfth. Can you believe it's June twelfth already? Good lord, crazy! Uh, we have Queens of the Stone Age with Era Vulgaris on Interscope, Data Rock with Data Rock, Data Rock. <laughs> That's a, they're a very cool band. Uh, is it Data, like from Star Trek? It could be. Because I would buy that. <laughs> it was data. I know what rock. a big Star Trek fan you are. Uh, Waverly. Things decorating your office. 
Waverly with Conquering the Fear of Flight on Flickr. Blindside with the Black Rose EP. And that's all. All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Editors. The song is Smokers Outside the Hospital Door. <laughs> and they're still listening to Editors, because, hey, here we are. Oh. Wah, wah, Kevin Eubanks. This is this is a great song. you got to sell the Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, Kevin Eubanks, everybody. <laughs> the Editors is a great song, but the vocals on song. the song kind of sound like Jimmy Fallon when he's doing Barry Gibb. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song, but if you listen to it, you're like, wait a minute, those vocals sound a little bit exaggerated, and that's kind of the shtick of the band, I guess, but... Cruz Bustamante, Cruz Bustamante. Is there anything like that? Uh, much like that. Okay. It's probably my favorite song this week. So your eyes can't see Now run as fast as you can Through this field of trees You offend me. I love editors, and that sounds nothing like that. As fast as you can. That sounds pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I think it's, it's a great awesome. song. But when I heard it, that's what I thought of. It's not that exaggerated, but it does bear resemblance to it. <laughs> it does a little bit. I like it. It's kind of like if the dude from Interpol and Jimmy Fallon's Barry Gibb yeah. produced a It's child. like a really good Jimmy Fallon's Barry Gibb. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure that's what he's going for. <laughs> I'll let him know. Shall I ever come across him? <laughs> One day, Jesse. One day. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Mark J. with the song Espinanza. Espinanza. It's not a Spanish guy. Sounds no. delicious. <laughs> you should see the video. It, I'm just saying that just sounded weird in context of the video. Yeah, yeah that's true. It, it's about female temptation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a like woman. Sounds like enchilada to me. He's a, <laughs> well, he's a Christian guy. Uh, Mark J, Christian guy, conscious hip-hop. There you go. Espinanza. So check that out. Both of them playing right now over at Relevant.TV. You know what I, I rigged up in my office was I have a TV in the office, and so I got this cord and was able to plug in a computer to it, and I was streaming Relevant TV full screen all morning. It looks really good. I came yeah. to your office earlier. Yeah. I walked by really the little good. window. Yeah. It looked fantastic. And it was like you're watching TV. Yeah. It was like... Yeah. You, you know you can do that with the Wii. And browse uh, the internet on the really? Wii. Yeah, on the Wii, and you could also do it with uh, Apple TV, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, iTV. So, um, anyway, uh, maybe do that. Rig up a little TV in your office and just play relevant TV all day. Or if you've got yourself a Wii, use it for yeah. relevant TV. You know what, though? I don't know if they have Flash. I don't know if you can download Flash for the Wii yet. And this is but all I it won't be it long. Will, yeah, eventually. it won't be long. Cool. All right, so head over to relevant.tv. All right. Now with Slices, here's Kara Davis. CBS is actually reconsidering uh, their cancellation of the drama Jericho. After Gilmore Girls? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's long gone. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, don't tease them like that. Yeah. <laughs> reconsidering a cancellation. After uh, fan- there have been like an outcry from fans, which, you know, I would think any show that was canceled that had any, of, you know, any of sort of following would have an outcry. But someone or some organized effort ended up sending 25 tons of peanuts to the CBS offices in protest. Uh, and it, and the 25 reason, tons? Yeah. Like, what would the shipping cost of that be? I don't know. 50,000 pounds is how much 25 tons Goodness. is apparently. Um, but I guess in the season finale, a character replies nuts to a demand that um, the town of Jericho surrender. And it was the same response that a U.S. general in World War II made to a German demand to surrender at the Battle of the Bulge. So they sent uh, 25 tons of peanuts. But CBS wow. is donating them to charity. 
Well, that's wow. good. Because I was thinking at this at the time like charity needs more peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> because like the you know, these people like rallied the troops and like did online petitions and got twenty five tons of peanuts delivered to a Hollywood studio. And it's like what what was their motivating cause? Oh, to keep Jericho on the air. <laughs> yeah. Jericho? It's like it wasn't yeah. Not even like I, I'm a little indignant that all it took was a bunch of peanuts <laughs> to keep Jericho <laughs> and on the air, and Arrested Development is gone. You know, yeah. I mean, all this petition. Remember, all I'm petitions. not Oscar. dot com. It's it's I'm uh, I'm Oscar. dot com. Yeah, I'm Oscar. dot com. Also, the companion site I'm Noscar. dot com. Yeah. Did you ever go to that? No, it was all in Arabic because <laughs> it was supposed to be the the Saddam lookalike. Yeah, I wonder if it's just a publicity stunt. <clears throat> Both so, of those sites are down now. By the way, yeah, they're gone. It makes me sad. You know, CBS is like, hmm, what's a way to get fans really involved in a TV show? Uh, let's send our... It didn't say who sent them. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, let's send peanuts to ourselves. I could, send, I could see the staff email now. Uh, free peanuts in the conference room. <laughs> you open the door and there's an avalanche. <laughs> Several people are buried alive. Oh, man. Yeah, they have to eat their way like out. The overstuffed closet. <laughs> I'm allergic. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I hope no one who works at CBS is allergic to peanuts. Yeah. A very common allergy. Yeah. It really is. Well, TBN, the popular Christian broadcasting network, that's not the acronym. That's just what I'm referring it to. Uh, There's no P in their name. Yeah, it's Trinity Broadcasting <laughs> Network has bought is our it very popular? own. It actually is, according to this, um, two hundred million dollars in annual revenue. But they have, with part of their two hundred million dollars in annual revenue, bought our very own Holy Land Experience. Do not claim that at all. What? <laughs> it's not our favorite. I mean, I mean, our very own. <laughs> Orlando's, yeah, our hometown's not relevant. This is the third owner, right? (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. It's a nonprofit, so you can't really own a nonprofit. Well, well, I mean, it was founded by some Jewish people, right? Okay, and then it switched hands again to to kind of a Southern Baptist guy. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Apparently, TBN has a completely different vision for it. Um, Their idea is not to keep it in its current form, which is more of. Um, not so much of his amusement park as a um, museum. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I take a guess? Yes. Are they going to gold plate it? <laughs> <laughs> it's no. always a good strategy, and I'm sure uh, some gold plating will be involved. Um, but their idea is to make it like more of a Universal Studios. Yes. Where people. A working back lot. Yeah, a working back lot of an actual Christian network. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, for music videos and You're films. Kidding. No, they're going to use it as a, as a Jerusalem back lot for their music videos and films. But it'll be tourable. And they'll have a working studio there. Will like, they finally have rides? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The rides at TV. I, I want a Noah's Ark water rafting ride. <laughs> <laughs> like a log flume sort of deal. Yeah. You know, they had no... I've been there once. And they have an amazing scriptorium. It's like all these, you know, priceless uh, original printings of scripture back to papyrus samples. I mean, it's amazing. And uh, that's about the only thing it's got going for it. Other than that, it's a bunch of like basically church production type plays and stuff. Well, the poor kids that are going, you know, the families that drag them along, they're just bored out of their minds. So they did add a ride. Well, they put in a rock climbing wall and they call it the Wall of Jericho. And oh, the, man. And the kids climb the rock climbing wall. That's the only thing for kids to do. And then they have concession stands, like old old Jerusalem concession stands where you have like turkey legs and stuff. Ew. <laughs> because that, that was the, the meal of <laughs> choice. Was, yeah, turkey leg. Well, I actually have one more, even though that one in and of itself is good on so many levels. This one, I know we like to do crazy wildlife stories. Oh, no. <laughs> you like to do crazy. <laughs> this one actually takes place in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And a, an injured deer that was apparently struck by a car came wandering into downtown and was acting very erratic. So uh, the police officers that were called to the scene took the only action, um, the only logical action, and shot it with a rifle. The deer goes down. That's hilarious, Jesse. (laughs) But wait, 
This happens in woods every day. It gets funnier. <laughs> the deer, the, yeah, the deer gets hit by a car and then shot. No, it gets up <laughs> and it it kind of it kind of backfires. No pun intended. When the deer gets up, even more enraged, enraged and deranged, and runs to a nearby parking garage, where it runs to the third floor and decides to How run. Do you get to the third floor, the elevator. <laughs> I guess the ramps. It's just waiting there with everybody else. In the yeah. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> so he gets to the third floor and what does it decide to do from there but take a full sprint off the side of the building Aww. he almost landed on a construction worker down below <laughs> now what does the construction worker decide to do because the deer did die after it committed suicide off the side of a oh parking garage they decided to put it in a cooler and share it among the fellow construction workers for food what yeah the construction workers ate it and the best part about this story is there's video online oh. of the, of the really whole sad. incident. Wow, that's the feel-good story of the year. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Just because it's so absurd. Remember, didn't we have one about some sort of uh, animals getting... Uh, Mowed down by motorists? <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. It is sad. Um, I feel bad for the deer. Hit by cars? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I actually have one more if we want to do it. Well, let's just make Please. this the Jesse hour. <laughs> I, br- I came prepared. Um, not saying anyone didn't. I'm just saying I happened to come across a lot. Because right when I came out, that makes... Re- oh, I came prepared. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm kidding. I didn't mean for it to come out like that. Who has a guess of what the top boy's British name in England is? Harry. Further. Hugh. No. It is... Actually, the number two is Muhammad. No. Yes. Number one? Jack. America? Oh. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> Jack. Uh, but it says that it looks like in the next few years, Muhammad could actually overtake Jack as the number one most popular name in Britain. They have a, a very large Muslim community there. Apparently. I just don't see pasty little kids in their <laughs> little British school uniforms, you know, little white kids with red hair being named Muhammad. Well, well, they uh, have a large Indian population, right? Yeah. A lot of curry. Yeah, so where's like do. Jesus Very good sitting on this list? <laughs> how's how's I, Vishnu for <laughs> Jesus may be on there. I don't know yeah, if all Jesus. All the little fat kids. Buddha. Yeah, is, Sid, is Siddhartha in contention? <laughs> well, the, the reasoning is that Muhammad, which actually has several different spellings, but they factor them all into one when they're doing these uh, countdowns. Well, that's cheating. Uh, fair. Is because it's, it's a lot of a lot of um, Middle Eastern families or uh, people who are Muslim They'll, they'll name their son, the first name of their son Muhammad, but they don't actually go by that name. It's more like sort of a, a traditional surname. So it could be like, right, like Muhammad every, Thomas, right. you know. Like every Catholic family. Are you family. sure? <laughs> Are you sure they would Thomas. Thomas? <laughs> like every Catholic family having a Mary, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. And that's why I brought it. <laughs> Do you have more, Jesse? Please regale us. I actually, I actually have two, two more. <laughs> oh, you came prepared, after all. I mean, if you guys really want them. Go Jerry Falwell's it. son is actually taking over his church in Lynchburg. Um, the church that he founded, his son is 40 years old, and he's become the new pastor. Nice. So It's kind of a follow-up. It's more to, a little tidbit. Well, a 50-year-old widow has spent four nights in jail because she refused to cut her grass. If you read the story, she actually, um, she used to have an 18-year-old son who cut her front lawn, but apparently he wasn't doing it anymore. And the yard became like a quote-unquote jungle. And let's just say that the Houston Chronicle... said that, by the way. Like a quote-unquote jungle. And the Houston Chronicle actually used... So jungles are illegal now. Yes. Brazil, they're coming for you. <laughs> Unless you want to do four nights in, in jail. Um, All Brazilians. That thing. The <laughs> well, we're working on it. <laughs> Future of forestry. You got to hack it down. Um, the Houston Chronicle today. actually used the words varmints in the story. But her overgrown yard and the varmints that call it home drew the air of the <laughs> Kirkmont Association. Did Yosemite Sam write this article? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's really the old west down there. Not just in law, because they take stuff like lawn care very seriously, but also in the way they write their newspapers. Those varmints in the four-foot jungle grass. It's one powerful homeowners association. Yeah, exactly. I've gotten letters starting fines before, but never jail. (laughs) 
Yeah, is that a movable basketball hoop in your driveway? <laughs> well, uh, call the sheriff. Well, that one time they shot the uh, baseball at you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay, so is that it for slices? That's all I got. All right. Well, next up, between the trees. Stay tuned. You're listening to Between the Trees. The song is The Way She Feels. Ooh. It's the featured video this week over at Relevant.tv. And ironically, and it wasn't planned at all, they're also the musical guests that came to the yeah, studio last right. week. Now you get to hear that song again. <laughs> In a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they came to the studio um, a couple weeks ago. Very cool guys. Um, a cool story behind the band. They're kind of self-starters and gotten a lot of attention. Uh, did the independent thing for a little while, but now they're out on some serious tours. They're, they're in Europe, and they're going to be doing a String of Warp tour. Uh, shows too which are you know so we're excited that they were able to uh, swing by here if you want to check them out you can visit betweenthetrees.net not .com it's some weird artist um, <laughs> betweenthetrees.net trust us do not go there. it's a website for George of the Jungle <laughs> this, the album is the story and the song it's in stores now and without any further ado here is Between the Trees uh, my name is Ryan I'm in Between the Trees <laughs> Uh, I'm Wes <laughs> And uh, we're gonna attempt <laughs> The way she feels She's upset But day As for the dresser Draw to drive the pain away Nothing good can come of this She opens it There's nothing there It's only leftover tears Mom and dad had no Guys, you're you're fun to watch. You're fun to uh, it's fun to come see your shows, Thank high energy, you. all that stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you guys have some serious subject matter, you know, in your songs. Uh, 
Can you talk like, about just a little about about the stuff that inspires you in your songwriting? I mean, it's life. <laughs> um, <laughs> Could we, I have been more general with yeah. that question? <laughs> <laughs> the stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, the stuff. The stuff. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just life. I mean, we we all go through it. So, I mean, we just kind of write from our experience of it. Um, we, uh, we have a song... Um, or a couple songs, really, about just addiction and, and things like that. And I think we all have different levels of addiction. Those were inspired off of uh, my friend Renee Yoy, who struggled with a lot of different addictions. Our friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Our friend Renee. Friends too, Ryan. Jeez. Our friend Renee Yoy. And then we have uh, a song about our mom, <laughs> which uh, is totally the other side of things. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think in general it's just... Uh, life because we we all go through it and we all have the hard times and we all have the good times and our writing was just a way of talking about it i guess the name between the trees come from um it's more of just a thought process like um if one tree represents a beginning of time and one tree represents an end of time then the time between the trees would be the time we're going to do something while we're here Uh so since this is what we're doing it just kind of fit it's cosmic to be real 
say hello now I am melting And now my goodbye Comes a good night I don't mind if you don't mind You say it's you not mine This call goes on all night Cause I have more to say My afternoon was okay My evening was fine this night I wanted to be the best night of our lives Sweet this is my confession to crimes of wanting you badly. Darling, if you wanna ring, here's your answer. Yes, I like you. Getting longer These nights go on And on and on Forever I do believe I'm getting better Knowing you Hopefully All of you Sit and watch and move we both know I do not watch a bit of it Cause I am much too busy Leaving my hand close enough To hold it Sweet darling This is my confession to Well, for people who want to check out more of your music, uh, where should they go? I know you've recently featured artists on uh, Pure Volume. In general, you can just go to betweenthetrees.net and you'll find everything there. So Cool. Very cool. Well, cool. Thanks so much for taking the time to stop by, fellas. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, cool. We love you guys. Love the magazine. Wow. You spend the evening unpacking books from boxes. You pass me up so as not to break a promise. 
You're listening to Maximo Park. The song is Books from Boxes. Sounds like, sounds like stuff we get every day. Yeah. yeah. We, we had to unpack a lot of those when we moved in here. <laughs> uh, we just played that song on the we, loop. Ironically, we hired Maximo Park to move our office for us. The song is about that experience. It's yeah, a, they're also real good movers. It's a thematic album. Completely themed around our office move. It's a very boring album, and you know, album so, thematic album standards. Their the first album single is "Books from Boxes." Coming up next, what's their next single? I think it's "I Just Dropped This Dresser on My Toe." That's right, because <laughs> Kara has a large dresser in her office, an armoire, and then it's uh, "Who Took the Hand Truck." <laughs> that's, I, that's the high point of the album. That's my favorite. Yeah. it's kind of angry. Yeah, I like it. You may recognize the tune from an old Baja Men song. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into feedback, we actually, I have a little uh, little uh, relevant update to throw at you. See if it sticks to the wall. Okay. Just going to th- put it like, out there. Like perfectly done spaghetti. That's right. So, I don't know if, if it is perfectly done. Okay. So, I'm just going to throw it out boil there. a little bit. A little simmer, <laughs> maybe. A little recap of the Relevant Games, the or as they became known, the Rela Games, 2007. Let's not go into this. <laughs> um, we we did not do it by department this year because we had inequality in the number of people per department. So we split it into five teams, and each team picked a color and a name and a defining characteristic. I guess you could say like a chant or something. And the winner this year was the Booyah Crew. Comprised of who, Jesse? Well, myself, and there were some others. (laughs) 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 No, um, Derek, Maya, um, Holly, Rachel, and Steven, a design intern, was supposed to be on our team, but he didn't show. Well, he was here until 7 o'clock in the morning. Supposedly, yeah, supposedly he was doing tons of actual work on really important stuff (laughs) and really came through in the clutch. But you know what it means to me? Not a team player. What you guys don't see is Jesse was doing his quote fingers (laughs) that whole time. I'm just going crazy. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't have any any hard feelings against Steven. He's he's done a really good job. I mean, he did kind of work a 22-hour day for no pay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's done amazing work. Hey, he got pizza. Oh, yeah, well... (laughs) He got to be in our company. <laughs> Actually, he and Hannah, uh, another intern, stayed with Alistair. They stayed till like seven. Mm-hmm. I think they closed up the place. Yeah. yeah, it was the night before the magazine going out, and all I can say is Memorial Day messed us up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We haven't had a late night in years, a couple of years, and then all of a sudden it's just like it all came on that night, mm-hmm. and they worked literally through the night. Um, okay, so if you guys remember that a few weeks ago. You all emailed in games, and we told you that we would name the games after you, and we did. When we announced each competitive event, we told, we described it, read the email you sent, and told your name. So, well, we had seven competitions. Uh, three of them were reader-submitted. Joy Mahan um, suggested the balloon stomp, where every team member has a piece of string tied on their ankle, and the object would be to stomp on somebody else's balloon without getting yours stomped on. And if mm. the last person... Standing with a no pop balloon wins. Yeah, my team won that one. Oh yeah, you guys were very <laughs> adept at. Uh, what we found was the people who were best at it not only were aggressively stomping other people's, but they were kicking their foot to make their own balloon yeah. hard to pop. See, and I, it was an amazing feat of strength. It looked like from yeah. my vantage point in a big I, chair. I personally had a hard time with this one because somehow everyone else got your standard round balloon. <laughs> And I was given a Zeppelin. <laughs> I had a very large, literally a, dog. a two-foot-long cylindrical balloon. <laughs> and somehow I'm supposed to guard this. But to be fair, you were wearing golf cleats. <laughs> yeah, that was ill-advised. I didn't know we were going to be doing this competition. Um, Just a lucky break, I guess. Yeah. Jesse Heveland uh, wrote in, and he suggested the butt-spelling competition, uh, which that was... That was pretty lewd. Which was the most... <laughs> Very Awkward. Uncomfortable. Uh, very, uh, very uncomfortable. Butt spelling. Basically, um, uh, one person per team was given a word that then they had to spell, and the rest of the members of the team had to guess what that word was. Uh, but the provision was you could only spell it with your rear end by swiveling your hips. 
No words, no arms. I can't arms. believe how well people did it in this game. Yeah. You it know, was amazing. You know who did it really well? My team. We we won that one. <laughs> how did you lose the competition? You kept winning these things. It's an interesting question. Oh, it's the spirit <laughs> one. Oh, you're on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. This, just so you know, there will be a lot of bitterness throughout this entire <laughs> throughout this entire explanation. Uh, the hula hoop pass along was also suggested by Jesse Hevland, where the team held hands, stood in a line, and a hula hoop had to be passed from one end of the line to the other end and back without anybody unlinking their hands. So you just had to kind of contort your body and arms to pass yeah, it down the line. That was a good one. My team won. Well, there was some, well. I believe the Flynn, first... Flynn's team won the first round. Okay. Because he cheated. By cheating. Yeah. And uh, my team won the second round. Um, and then it came down to, at the very end, we had uh, the pink team, which named themselves the Awkward Back Rubs. That's my team. Um, and the Booyah Crew, within two points of each other, mm-hmm. at the very end, all the games were finished. Well, we went into and announced that, that a three-point... Uh, bonus would be awarded to the team that exhibited the most spirit. The spirit points had no predetermined criteria other than Kara felt you won it. Right. So this was an incredibly awkward position to be thrust <laughs> upon or put upon, whatever. But, thrust into? <clears throat> yes. Um, but see, in my mind, the pink team and the yellow team were equal in spirit award points. So that was my, um, the, what's the word? Conundrum. Conundrum. Thank you. Yeah, my um, team's also because, very good vocabulary. <laughs> yes, the the pink team actually lost spirit points because they were so obnoxious with their spirit. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! The pink team? Yeah. Well, clearly you guys were winning in points and in spirit, but the spirit went so far beyond good but we nature. We were helping others. We helped others. Like the I whole said, time. you and the in the yellow team, Booyah team. We're tied. I mean, there were we cameras then, suggested a tiebreaker. We, we then had a spirit tiebreaker, which was uh, one minute for each of the two teams to determine in whatever way they felt that they deserved the spirit points. And it was the most awkward <laughs> two minutes of the day. <laughs> it was one minute, wasn't you know, it? it? Yeah, it was two of But right, right. it oh, okay. felt like an eternity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it did. Yeah. Yes. Now, here's, here's how it played out in my mind, is you know that these spirit points were maybe distributed to some of the other poor hard luck teams that, that hadn't made it to the final round. Like, oh, but you get a couple spirit points. And then our two-point lead easily propels us into victory. Uh-huh. And we hoist the trophy over our heads. But yeah. actually, you two, the two leading teams, it actually was very clear that you guys were both the two teams with the most spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys made everybody else look look bad. Right. So and it really would have come down to the two teams. Well, anyway. you know, then maybe uh, you know, maybe their team gets two points and ours gets one and we win by one point. Basically, I really would have liked a scenario that saw our team uh-huh. winning. So Right. Um, so, you know, in the two minutes I had to make a, a decision, uh, my faulty thinking was that, hey, the, the pink team kn- knows that Strictly by points, they had more points. So, if we let the yellow team win, it's like both teams are winning. <laughs> that was my reasoning. See, that would have been correct. But there's only if one we'd trophy. had two trophies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we almost didn't even have one trophy. Uh, someone yeah. pilfered it during during the games. Unbelievable. And I'm ashamed that I didn't even see town. it happen. I was sit I was guarding <laughs> the trophy and didn't even see it disappear. We were in a public park on the north side of downtown um, on a pretty prominent lake. Um, we had a volleyball tournament and a bunch of other games, uh, relay races and water balloon uh, events and stuff like that. It, there were people gathering around the park who were kind of like, what's going on? It looked like gang wars for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All because the because the West Side team decided to uh, go with a, a street thug you know, motif. Theme. Yeah. yeah, I thought they were characters they from West Side Story. I was confused. <laughs> Things snapping into yeah. every game. So, anyway, so congratulations to the completely subjective winners of the 2007 <laughs> Relevant Games. Just know the, you're both winners in my book. <sighs> That's what I really appreciate matters. that, but yeah, uh, still only one trophy. You know, it, it takes you out of the position, that awkward position of having to subjectively decide all this stuff. If, you know, we just measure it by who's leading in points <laughs> at the end of everything. <laughs> and, uh, 
That was my team. But yet the trophies what, about yeah, whatever. You, hey, <laughs> yeah, whatever glad you to know you guys yourself, were, were such great, you know, losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah, well, <laughs> really well, taking this one like yeah, a champ. Yeah, yeah Je- <laughs> Jesse really showed a lot of uh, a lot of grace and aplomb with his. In, well, he did. In Jesse victory. was afraid to he, even show any sort of um, happiness. Not so. true on the walk back to the office, where he played the trophy like a guitar. <laughs> And got up in our faces. Oh man, Jesse! He used to be deducted spirit points for that. Yeah, could Maybe we retroactively do that? We'll do, all we'll have to do is move that trophy just about you know fifteen feet to the to the right. Well, I remember last year a lot of people had taken issue with the victory, and right. and weren't you involved in that too? Jesse? <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, the incident involved my team. But no, Adam, I wasn't involved with that. An intern was, who's no longer with us, so we'll never know. All we have is a picture. It's just funny with that the trophy hoisted uh, above our team. It's just funny head. that controversy follows your team, Jesse. <laughs> hey, we do what it takes to win. That's we two, get the job done. That's two asterisk wins in a row. <laughs> I take two asterisk wins <laughs> over no wins. That's okay. Anyway, so what else we got? Yeah, the, uh, the craft here? of the week is is to make a trophy for the pink team. Yeah. Oh, and it must be glorious and majestic because their trophy is huge. And and if it wants to involve like a tissue box or or a cookie or the world's tiniest violin, either of those, you know, make them part of their trophy. It got pretty scrappy out there. It did. The stomping on balloons thing mm-hmm. got yeah, a little... It really It did. came down... The last two people out there, it went into a grappling match. Mm-hmm. Like it was they were like literally, Greco-Roman wrestling. <laughs> with, it was a standoff. With pink balloons tied to their ankles. They, they locked arms facing each other, and they basically were both leaning in so far that they were able to take the balloon with the the ankle with the balloon and put it way behind them. There's no way the other one could have gotten to them. They were oh, I locked think, in. I think what somebody did, what was it? I think it was someone on the paint team, actually. <laughs> they were like, oh, leg cramp, I'm really sorry. Uh, and they, when the person went down shoe. to help them, they threw sand in their eyes and then went <laughs> and popped the balloon right away. Well, yeah, I don't remember it happening that way, Jesse. <laughs> in, addition to, in addition to poor winners, the yellow team are also equivocators. <laughs> So it was the standoff was so long that we said we've got to be able to stop this, and so we basically were like, in ten seconds, anybody can run in and hit the balloon. I mean, I've never seen such vicious anticipation in my life. <laughs> we actually bloodthirsty. Lost, we, we lost an intern. That <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to Steven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the balloon ended up being popped mere seconds before there was be about the a wolves. mass trampling. Yeah, so... Anyway, yeah. so that was the 2007 Relevant Games. Before that, that was the first game we played. Before it started, and I saw everyone standing around with balloons around their ankles. I thought, oh, maybe I could play this game. And then it started. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, oh my god! People are like throwing elbows. <laughs> <Yeah. and> like, <laughs> <laughs> We're like Kurt get hurt. Rambis out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like Kurt Rambis, Kevin McHale out there <laughs> on the hardwood. I could see a video game being made of that. <laughs> Balloon pop. <laughs> The world's lamest Xbox 360. <laughs> It'd be great, like Balloon a preloader pop. game. You know the games that you can play. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether your game's loading, it'd be like that. <laughs> Pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get right on that. All right. So for your feedback, we asked you for um, what you like and don't like about the podcast, and what you'd like to see more of. Feedback. Stuff like that. So we'll read you a couple of them. It's some good stuff. What was kind of funny that happened last week was after the relevant games, we uh, were gonna we sent out a survey to all of our uh, newsletter subscribers, eight fifty and fifty words of relevant, and it was a link to a little survey. We wanted some feedback about some stuff, and the thing got sent, but then all of a sudden we started to receive it and saw that it was blank, and it was because our server went down, and so. For some split second in between us sending it and people starting to receive it, our server went down, so these emails came out blank. So 40,000 people got an email. The subject said, we'd like your input. And when they clicked on the uh, email, it was completely blank. I assume people would go, oh, spam or something happened or whatever, and they'll resend this email. incredibly concise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so people thought that the subject line itself was 
Yeah, email. like reply to this with random input. <laughs> We've gotten hundreds of emails yeah. from people who have replied to a, a blank email that said, "We'd like your in, your input," and they're going, "Well, I don't know what input you'd like, but here's some thoughts." And they, you know, it's actually really nice for people to be that proactive. Yeah, but um, it was a mistake. If you replied to it, we were not. No, we've deleted your emails. <laughs> Uh, so for people who actually wrote in, you know, we'll read your feedback now. James Smoker. Aww. <laughs> you should, I'm he sorry. should quit. <laughs> and his brothers Joker and Midnight Toker um, <laughs> say, uh, I, I'm sorry for the name humor, James. It's cheap. He says, uh, I think my podcast highlight would have to be the whole run leading up to Christmas with verses and all that jazz. I find that I enjoy the podcast the most when you're emphasizing interaction with your listeners. Uh, he said last week's podcast felt a little lackluster because of the lack of a feedback section, even though he knows that that was the listener's fault, too. You're darn skippy it was, James. <laughs> um, Smoker. <laughs> he said, you know, it's pretty obvious that focusing on interaction is hit and miss in spite of your best efforts. You don't want to exhaust segments like verses and run them into the ground. Uh, I thought you had just the right amount of those. But I think it'd be neat to see more along those lines. All in all, you're still doing a great job, and I wouldn't go about changing anything too much, just subtly upgrading and adapting as your situation changes with more listeners, readers, and so on. After all, if it ain't broke, dot, dot, dot. Um, Joseph Wolnowski had similar things to say. Um, pretty much that he, he likes to have the podcast is that he works what he calls an incredibly monotonous manual labor job where he listens to the show. Um, he said he actually went and downloaded a bunch of back episodes and originally he had skipped the Your Best Life Now segment, which he did because he thought it would be boring. But he said, oh, it, you thought wrong. he said it actually wasn't too bad, though, when he listened to it doing his, his monotonous manual labor job. So I guess in the face of monotonous manual labor, yeah. uh, our lame segments yeah. work. Relevant podcast. It's not that bad compared to monotonous manual labor. <laughs> we That's no a, longer carry so thanks, that brand. <laughs> thanks, Joseph. Hey, what if I uh, played music behind feedback? Okay. Give it a little pep? Yeah. I feel like mood for anything? Yeah. Um, journey. I don't have any journey. Oh, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> Ty Mayer uh, says, I've been, li- I've been an avid listener since July of last year. I found you guys through being featured on iTunes. You were number two on iTunes in the religious section. You guys are my favorite of my 25 subscribed podcasts. Goodness gracious. Good Lord. Yeah. Does my he get any work done? I don't know. My favorite clips of podcasts are, number one, the discussion of poo. <laughs> Number two, the story about the orangutan that attacked that girl, the story that Jesse was telling. Oh. Number three, the last Donald Mil- Miller interview. Yeah, that was good. Number four, uh, Dunstan Kinshrew from Thrice. And lastly, Condoleezza. <laughs> uh, he said, I was sick for like two weeks straight this year. I listened to about 60% of the podcast you guys did before July of 2006. One thing that I think would be cool is that y'all could do a video podcast. That's not happening. Oh, man. <laughs> we would love to. Chris Vasquez says, I've been listening to the podcast for at least a year and would say that I am very satisfied with it. I view the podcast as a diamond with many facets coming together to make it sparkle. <laughs> That's actually how I've always described it. Um, <laughs> my favorite sparkling diamond is the Puma sound from a ways back. Jesse, if you could recreate that. Wow. There you go. <laughs> a close second to that would be the interview from Donald Miller with Donald Miller from last year. Jesse, if you could recreate that. <laughs> Man drop it. No, that was this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So last year's uh, was good. You guys are brilliant. <laughs> Keep up the good work. How, how kind. Well, Nick Flora, um, he's been listening since the first Derek Webb podcast, which he really enjoyed. Um, it's a while ago. Yeah. And he one idea that he would have for either not just the podcast, but for the magazine and site as well is maybe to do some spotlights every once in a while on unsigned or true indie artists. We'll see. <laughs> we might have some stuff in the works yeah. for independent he music. Also, he also was very intrigued by that Sean Romano character <laughs> that said something about MSG, and he says he's yeah. never been able to eat a, brag, a bag of Doritos yeah. since then without thinking of that. Unfortunately, the actor who played Sean Romano actually came back asking for a lot more money. We didn't renew his contract. Yeah, yeah. and we, we felt that like test audiences... 
uh, really connected with that particular actor, and we felt if we sw- changed actors, like pulled a Darren on Bewitched thing, <laughs> that he just wouldn't test as high. We, we talked about um, killing it off. <laughs> yeah, like a dramatic season finale. Where he drowns in MSG. <laughs> conspiracy theories in anyway. Yeah. 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 So it would have made sense. A black but, helicopter uh, picked him up and flew him into the sunset. Yeah. But the actor, it's actually Guy Pierce. Uh, he wouldn't have it. <laughs> I think we should always do feedback to PM Don. That's nice. Jeff Duncan says, I think some of my favorite moments hail from Storytime with Jesse segment. Good lord. Condoleezza was a classic as well as the trip to the magic game. Trip is in quotes. The hilarity of Woosley often comes to mind. I think Adam's premiere episode was great. He broke onto the podcast scene with fury, answering funny, <laughs> deep, and probing questions about himself with wit and charm. If I am not mistaken, I believe that was the podcast that we learned of Kara's expensive office eccentrics. Interview highlights for me include Hillary Swank and Don Miller. Though I get the impression you don't want to hear this, I must say that when it comes to verses, I think I can hear a silent roar of podcast land chanting, bring it back. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I yeah. totally forgot verses even existed until I read that last letter. Wow. Uh, from my observation, it seems that some of the best and most memorable podcast materials come from discussions spawning from various slices, so don't do away with slices. I would love to see a little more coverage. Well, it feels a good 25 minutes, so yeah. we're not going to do that. <laughs> I would love to see a little more coverage of underground Christian hip-hop. And he goes on What about say. PM Dawn? How does that do for you? <laughs> um, I have a little uh, podcast news. I think that's, I think that's enough. Um, you can read more at the feedback page at relevantmagazine.com. So last week I announced that we had more than 23,000 listeners. Well, I went back. You know, I'm a glutton for punishment. I wanted to see if since then the numbers went up or down. And the last two podcasts have had both more than 28,000 downloads, 28,000 each. Wow. So the podcast has not gotten 23,000 listeners. <laughs> it's gotten 28,000 listeners. We're, we're growing. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Keep telling your friends. Please. Thank Keep you. buying more computers and signing them up for it. <laughs> and they'll tell their friends. <laughs> So uh, we really appreciate it. Um, head over to the website and check out the feedback page for the podcast, the uh, podcast stuff page. We keep updating that, although I need to put a few new movie we posters on stuff, it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I need to update that. All right, so that'll do it for your feedback and the relevant update. And now for this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Well, since I've been haunted by my decision ever since Friday <laughs> afternoon, I would like to know for you guys, if you're in my position, how would you have handled the uh, the Rella Games and the the awarding of the uh, grand prize trophy? So, how would you settle a tiebreaker? So, what, between what kind of teams? crazy tiebreaker would you come up with? This and, not, and, and not necessarily another game, you know. Right. Because, yeah, oh, just it a could way be to anything, settle a tiebreaker. You know? yeah. yeah, just a way to settle the tiebreaker. The way that the tiebreaker between Adam's team and Jesse's team. Should have been settled. Right. I, you know, I know this has been haunting you, Karen. I'm, I apologize because I know a lot of that is because of all the anonymous threatening letters. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I've been saying on your desk. 5,000 pounds of peanuts that showed up <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say by haunted. Do you mean berated by Adam's <laughs> phone calls? <laughs> <laughs> so my apologies on that. But hopefully this uh, this feedback will resolve it. And uh, whatever we deem the best, Jesse and I can can engage in, yeah. in said activity, and, and uh, at the very least, you know, end up with bragging rights. Yeah, because I like to think of it sort of as a Thunderdome type situation. Yeah. Two men enter, one man, one leaves. man leaves. Now, now, okay, wait. Does Master Blaster count as one dude? Because <laughs> if you come in with a, a little person strapped to your back, I'm gonna. I'm going to say that's not fair. Before we sign off, I have one last thing we would be remiss if we didn't mention. We got another snack from a reader, mm-hmm. a wonderful reader, uh, Allison Stinchcomb. Any guesses where it's from? Any, guess, any guesses? Nebraska. Saipan. A cave deep under the Rocky Mountains. Canterbury, England. Oh. oh the Canterbury Tales. Uh, <laughs> Um, Allison's actually studying abroad there. She's been there for six months. And and, uh, their biscuits usually eaten and dipped in tea. And they're pretty healthy. Oat and whole meal with only 67 calories per biscuit. Um, No, thanks. (laughs) She says, about the finished Harlands, I spent some time there with a friend who lives there. And she had me try some uh, mouth-freshening finished gum. It was actually black. Uh, black licorice flavor. Mm. 
um, enjoy. Uh, P.S. I threw in some classic English tea with the packaging so you know what you're consuming. Mm. So, um, thank you very much, Allison. Yeah. Yeah. And um, this actually came Hobnobs. by Royal Mail from Canterbury, England. When I was in eighth grade, we had to memorize the introduction to the Canterbury Tales in Old English. Really? How, wow. how did it go? <laughs> what school did you go to? With the Shurisota, the Jota March hath perished it to the Rota, and bothered every vein in swish liqueur, which vertu and gandrud is the fleur. And there's about ten more lines, but it's that's amazing. all my brain is still contains. Yeah. So thank you, Allison, for the Canterbury Snacks. And thank you, Chaucer, for the Canterbury Tales. <laughs> <laughs> what was the guy that portrayed Jeffrey Chaucer in that in A Knight's Tale? I thought it was hilarious. I, I never saw A Knight's oh. Tale. I'm sure, pretty sure it was Kevin Klein. But I did just make a <laughs> sweet hand turn. <laughs> yes, you did. Many thanks to Between the Trees for coming through and performing. Again, you can check them out at betweenthetrees.net. Not common support site. It's not. I'm joking. <laughs> but it's betweenthetrees.net. But you don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely check them out. Uh, they're touring and they have a new album in stores. So, on that note, that'll do it for this edition of the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I'm. Uh, gosh, you do this every yeah. single week. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's no, so I awesome. Did it last in it. Week. Um, um, I'm uh, Jeffrey Chauncey. I'm Benjamin Disraeli. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Relevant podcast. It's not that bad compared to monotonous manual labor.